What's going on? This is Ori Styler, and you're listening to the No Escape in This podcast. No Escape in This. No Escape. No one's ready to deal with us. So I'm not even going to get into my dailies because there's only one thing that's been on my mind and on everybody who I speak to, everybody that I talk to and chill with and bubble with and flex with, it's been on our minds as well. You heard me yesterday finish the episode pretty quick because it was Bounty Killer versus Beanie Man. For their versus clash yeah and let me just tell you this straight up it was absolutely everything any of us wanted it to be and more oh my heart was so filled at the end of it it was such an amazing experience big up digicel because everybody was expecting jamaican wi-fi and internet to be a bit of a mess and guess what we didn't even go so much as get as a buffering. We didn't get no dropout. There was no problem. It was literally all kinds of greatness. It was clear. It was clean. Everyone had a, had a, a full show with clarity. The verses didn't have two screens, them going live against each other. It was Beanie and Bounty in the same place. Now, they're both in Jamaica. They're not allowed to travel anywhere else. So they were both in Jamaica, linked up. Don't know where it was. It was like a studio. And it was just heaven, pure heaven. It started off with a warm up, which many people don't realize is very important. When it comes to the Caribbean uh, sound systems, they always do a little warm up thing before they get to the real clash because they just want people to catch the vibe. It's not about just jumping straight in. With comedy shows, we have a warm up act. With music shows, they have a, like, a few warm up artists. With a sound clash, you've got to have warm up sound too. And it was so good. Richie D was DJing. I don't remember the other DJ's name, but Richie D was DJing mainly for Bounty side. I got to find out Beanie's DJ, what his name was. I totally forgot. It skipped my mind. Then they came on and it was, they started with the national anthem, Land We Love. Ah, oh, it was beautiful. And then it went into the clash and it was some of the best music and energy and history and vibes that anybody could have asked for. It was just quality. The only parts that I was like, oh, come on, is I didn't really want to hear too much reggae and hip hop tunes. There's definitely got a wide collection of tunes that they link up with other hip hop artists to do, but I, I like, I'm a, I wanted to hear dance or and it went into some of those. And I get because you had a lot of the Americans in there as well. You've got to kind of provide for everybody. Plus, you've got to showcase the fact that you've linked up with a lot of people to do what it is that you do when you're clashing. Um, you've got to show people that, yeah, this is maybe a clash, but I've been able to do music and tour the world and link up with Wyclef and Mob Deep and Buster Rhymes and Little Kim. Kudos to you, lot. Gorilla Black. Oh, it, was, it was greatness. And then... I started reading the comments. Now, this is the funniest bit. Me and my guy Trix, shout out to my guy Trix, right? We had a live on Instagram today and we spoke about this. Um, I find that a lot of Americans, you tell me if I'm wrong, Americans that listen to the podcast, I find that a lot of Americans, because they have such a strong culture within their own land, their culture is very much, we are American. This is how we do. This is what we do. And this, and we have hip hop, which is, which is ours. Yeah, it's worldwide, but it's ours. With British people or people, let's say in Canada or other parts of the world where there's a diaspora of Caribbean people, our heritage is the Caribbean. So we are more tapped into our reggae and dancehall music, I find. So when a lot of the American artists were there listening, what I clocked is a lot of them, one, did not know what a lot of the Jamaican people in the, in the live, whether it be the DJ, whether it be Beanie or Bounty, were actually saying. Now, I'm... 
Jamaican. So for me, when I hear another Jamaican talking, even though I am British, um, I'm British based, right? When I hear another Jamaican talking, I don't have to translate it by going, what did he say? It's, I hear it and I just, it's almost like I hear English because it's English, but it's a broken English or it's Patois and I can hear it and, and understand it. So when I see other people going, I don't have a clue what they're saying. I was, I, it was hilarious. Cause I'm there like, why wouldn't you, why can't you get what he said? He's simply saying, me 50 caliber fly true verse. And that to me makes so much sense. It doesn't need translating. It's right there. Or you, you know what I mean? Like, um, from the day I die, more girl I, no, until the day I die, more girl I want. My name is the girl in my chant. And I'm hearing, I'm like, yes, that makes sense. So until the day I die, there's more girls I want in my life. And it's my name that they're calling out. So I don't have to translate it by thinking. It just kind of hear it. And I think that's with anyone who's from Orlando or has family from a certain place or just knows, knows the language. But I hear it as English and it was hilarious. I saw people like Kerry Hilson in the comments going, uh, what did they say? What did they say? Somebody tell me what did they say? Somebody translate that. What did they say? What did he say? And it was hilarious seeing all of this. Then I saw, <laughs> I saw a couple of slip ups from a couple artists as well. Let me turn my mic down because I know I'm peeking a little bit. I saw a couple of slip ups, a couple of slip ups. Let me highlight the big one. Beanie Man's got a tune with Gorilla Black, big man tune, big boy tune. But Gorilla Black, for those who don't know, sounds similar to, to Notorious B.I.G. I saw Nas in the comments saying R.I.P. B.I.G. or Long Live Biggie as well. But he, he was saying it because he thought Gorilla Black's voice was Notorious B.I.G.'s. You could not have been any more wrong. It was Gorilla Black, but because they sound similar, you were going, rest in peace Biggie. Nas, you're... I'm pretty sure that in Nash from New York, that's your boy in it. You would know that that Biggie tune didn't happen because it weren't Biggie. I don't know. It was a bit embarrassing still, I can't lie. And a couple of people highlighted it. I was like, that's, that's, I don't want to say nothing. They're not going to see my comment, but nonetheless, I'm not here for the negativity. Then the police came. Oh my gosh. Listen, the police came about 20, 30 minutes into the mix of Beanie versus Bounty doing their one tune drops. And when the police came, the first thing everyone clocked is Bounty Killer disappeared off the screen. He dis he was gone. And like all the comments were going, yo, where's Bounty going? And someone said, he's got warrants out for him still. And someone else said, yo, curfew done. It was so funny because we know that Bounty is not someone who's running away from police because of that. He doesn't have any issues with the, with the law like that. But what it is, is he, he came off, he walked away because, you know, police, if you ain't got a good relationship with them, you don't want to trigger them or them to trigger you for you then kick up a stink. And it was probably the best thing to happen because Beanie turned into the, into the, the, what can I say? The police whisperer, where he was able to communicate with them and say, look, listen, look, do you really want to be this guy right now? You're trying to stop us with 500k live on this stream. Do you really want to be that guy and try and interrupt goodness right now? And the police listened or somebody on Beanie's team paid them off I don't know but they let him carry on but when that happened it's like it lit a fire under Bounty and Beanie's backside because the moment that happened they started getting into their like back to back like lyrics bag they weren't just dropping tunes one for one they went into their lyrics bag Showtime Rhythm got played and next thing I know I'm hearing them two going back to back it was heavenly it was so amazing when that happened because 
it was like eight bars for eight bars of them doing some of their lyrics that everybody knows and bounty is in his bag at this point i'm a bounty fan as people know as soon as that happened all that like none of them are bad at them they bomb bad shoes i was like we're we're in we are we're in bounties we're in with this is it and bb would come back with then i got separate the boy said oh my god nah 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 i was like yeah we're on vibe but the best bit of all of that is when bounty jumped in on his eight bar and like Bounty has this thing where he starts his eight bar just before his eight bar starts. So, like, it, it won't start at the top of the eight bar. It's like the end of the next man's eight bar, so he can kind of interrupt you. Ah, uh, you have to practice them drops. He did it, and the lyric he did was he, he pushed Beanie out the way. He did me, me, me can live away like your best, and we did that, which is one of my favorite drops ever. It was done. It was all done. Like, I went mental. I started throwing my phone across the place. I went mental. I think most people did. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Oh. Beanie's face was hilarious because he looked at him thinking, you're really going to say these lyrics? These are our war lyrics from back in the day. And you're going to say them about me right now? Okay, I see you. Oh, man, the comedy was the best as well. The, the comedy was oh, the best in it I feel like I need to drop some of the bits in fact no I'm not going to do that you don't need to go to verses and check it yourself there's one thing that you cannot defeat Bounty Killer on it's banter when it comes to ad-libbing there's one time where uh, Beanie paid the girls them sugar and after that Bounty Killer grabbed the mic when it was his time to talk and he went he might get them sugar me I get them luga because me I shoot and everyone was like bursting in laughter and then he said if you want <laughs> if you want the thing sweet up Talk to Beanie. But if you are the thing forget beat up Carl Bounty, it was so ah, oh, it was so funny. Like Bounty is in his bag when he gets the microphone and can entertain people. I swear he's got a comedy bone in him. If a bad man as he is, he is definitely a comedian. Trust me. It was just the whole thing was epic. Lyrics for days, tunes for days, vibes for days. And I think it was the the biggest verses they had. I think they topped off at 500 k And it was just beautiful nobody can turn around and say i didn't enjoy that everyone i've seen on my social media who's been talking about it said i absolutely loved it it was for the culture it was beautiful and it no one lost or won the battle right between beanie and bounty it was basically jamaica one and that was what made it beautiful but there were a couple haters on my timeline straight afterwards. When it got posted up and all the people were talking about how great it was, like anything, you're always gonna get people that just wanna press the dislike button. They're not happy in their life. They're upset with the things that they're having to go through. Maybe lockdown is making them feel away, Or maybe, just maybe, they see Jamaicans succeed and they feel away about it because maybe some of the people that used to tease them when they was younger were Jamaican. Or maybe they just wanted to feel like where they're from is better. And it is one type of people that I'm going to talk about. And it is the anti-dancehall, Afrobeat-loving crew. But only the modern ones. Like the, the ones that just hate dancehall music, love Afrobeats. You can love both, you know. But you don't have to jump on my timeline when I'm getting people commenting saying, this is amazing, this is great, I loved it, I stayed up all night. You have to jump on my timeline and start saying, yeah, but Afrobeats is better, Dancehall is dead. I had about four men try to do that. But the best thing about us is because it was so epic last night, 500k watching it, biggest versus battle, bigger than Nelly and Luda, bigger than Jill Scott and Erica Badu. The best thing about it was is that we saw those comments and we didn't have to respond in the comments. It was just 
It was just dead. It was null and void. Why are we? Why are you talking? No one wants to hear what you have to say. Shut your mouth, innit? Like, why does it even have to be a negativity thing? I mean, we. I'm not a big fan of Afrobeats myself, right? But I'm not gonna sit here and go to an Afrobeats live and then go, yeah, but this music's dead, bruv. You're now part of the views, isn't it? Your dads. You're now beginning. You wanting to type is a comment. That comment adds to the stats of comments. It looks good, but all we got to do is say, look how many comments we've got, and that's because you helped us out. So we should be thanking you for your hatred because it only makes things look good. You fish. Sit down, man. Behave up on yourself. Behave. Remember I made a promise to you guys. I said that I'm going to continue doing this podcast uh, during the lockdown for as long as I feel is necessary on a daily basis. And then this week I announced I'm cutting it. I'm going back to once a week. It's because I need to do it for my own sake. I need to be able to be creative and also not to feel drained by doing this once a day. Once a week is cool, but once a day is a lot. You have to have a lot of content ready. You have to make sure that you get it out by a particular time. And you get so used to editing it that it's not like that's the chore. The chore is making sure that you you give enough, 100% to everybody on the podcast. And that can't always be the case if you're not... 100% yourself. I need to rest. I need to I need to take I need to actually get experiences and I also need to recognize where we're at now. It was mainly for the lockdown. We are now coming out of the lockdown gradually. I'm not saying that we're completely out, but yo, we are coming out of it compared to what we were on on March the 22nd Mother's Day where we couldn't even see our parents. We've now eased up a little bit and because we've eased up I want to ease up on having to do this daily because we're now getting to a point where we're not going back to normality, but we're going towards a, a new normal that we can work, we can not socialise, but at least interact. We can, if we're content creators or touring entertainers, we can start to build towards getting back or getting onto that stage. Do you know what I mean? For me, it's, it's, it's not an emotional thing because... I, I've been doing this every day because the podcast will continue. We're going to do this once a week as we did when we first started it. But it has made me want to recap and look at some of the highlights of the podcast. I'm not going to play them back. I'm going to discuss them because now I can look back from a particular angle and go, this is where we're at now. And this is where we was back then. First thing that stands out to me is I endeavoured to master something during this lockdown. And that was my Cornwall porridge recipes. And I was talking to people about it on here by letting you know that's what I wanted to do. I also said to people, don't be giving me your recipes. And you know, like everybody does, they ignore that and then go and message me, say, this is what recipe you should be doing. This is how it should be done. This is how I do it. And then I didn't care. I still mastered it myself. And that now has gotten to a point where I could say I'm more than happy with with the way that my porridge has turned out. It may not be exactly where I want it to be, but it's definitely a lot better than I initially expected it to be because I did not know how to make it well and now I can make it good enough for me to not have to measure just throw things in fling it in read estimate and go it needs more this it needs a little more that it needs less of this and less of that so that's one thing I could say tick because we spoke on the podcast about it being one of my boxes my goals and guess what we have got near enough there and thank you for those who were sending me recipes I really didn't read them, but I appreciate the fact that you cared enough to ignore my request and go, Ori, this is how you do it, though I didn't even listen. 
episode 30 of the podcast, we spoke about the virus barber. <laughs> so <clears throat> just a recap for those who may not know, I have a few friends that are barbers and one of them in particular really got on my nerves because he's telling me he's still cutting people's hair and going to their houses to do it and then jumping to next man's house and then the next woman's house and the next man's house and just cutting hair. And I had to look at him thinking, you can never put your clippers in my hair again. Just to recap why. If we are in a lockdown because of a virus, a pandemic, and you are comfortable to go into people's houses and cut their hair with your clippers, I don't care if you're using barbicide to clean them. It's still a virus that's going around. You're a carrier, not the clippers. So as far as I'm concerned, you can't cut my hair. I don't know what you brought from someone else's house. And when I saw my guy, the barber, talking about it's okay, why not? I'm like, nah, it's not. There's blood in your clippers. That Your scissors are nasty. Whatever blades you got has got ah, cystic fibrosis on it. I don't know. I don't respect your blades. And yes, I know cystic fibrosis is genetic. But I don't respect them because as far as I'm concerned, in a lockdown, don't be don't be breaking these rules. You are in a close contact, close contact position with your job. And now you want to tell me about, ooh, I'm out here getting my clippers active. Nah, nah. And they want to come into my house and bring it to me. I don't know what you're bringing. And I've been paying attention to a few of my barber friends. And one of them, shouts to Franklin from Fade, has kept it real proper. What he's done is he said, I'm not cutting anyone's hair, but I don't mind doing Zoom or video calls where I can teach you uh, to cut your own hair or teach a partner of yours in the house to cut hair for you. That's initiative. And he'll get respect for a long time for that because you know that you're not getting paid and you're still helping the community out by saying, look, I'm going to help you look paid. When his barbershop opens up again, I'm definitely going there. But when you've got people that are sitting there talking about, yeah, but I don't believe in the virus. All right, if you don't believe in the virus, something's going around. And until you could tell me what it actually is, don't come in my yard with clippers. It's that simple. And I feel like anyone who wants to get their hair cut, what for? Who are you trying to impress? I know we've got to feel good for ourselves. That's a great thing to do. But during this time, find other ways to feel good for yourself. Find other ways to, to lift your spirits up. It can't be a trim. I'm sorry. It, it, not now. Your beard has to grow. It can't be a trim. A trim at this moment in time, I still stand by what I said, is not a necessity when we're in lockdown. And we're coming out of lockdown. Wait until it can, uh, like we can go to the barbers and get it done properly. Because then you could do that whole selfie that you go, oh, you know, the before and after. If you're someone who keeps trimming up right now, you can't develop that. And if you are someone who keeps trimming up right now, we know it's because you want to look good for the gram. Because there's no one else looking good for if you're in the lockdown. Everybody's not accessible to you. So we know what kind of person you are. Then barbers for, for dead and then people for dead too. <laughs> episode 28. So I remember I went to the post office in this episode, right? And I was standing in the queue and a guy was getting too close to me in the queue. So I had to move away a little bit. He kept coming closer towards me. I then move away again. He gets closer. And I'm like, maybe he doesn't realize that we need to keep two meter distance. That's social distancing. Just, you know, keep a gap. Right now you're right up behind me. We got to the inside of the post office because we started keying outside. That's how big the queue was. We got inside the post office. I'm two away from the counter. One person moves and I'm now one away. He moves in closer. And I had to look at my man and I said, yo, bruv, are you, are you trying to lips me or something? No, no, cuz we sit, no, man ain't doing them things. I'm like, well then move, bruv, you're right in my backside. 
and I need my space. I beg you, give me some space, please. That was a good episode, man. Episode 28. You lot should check that one out when you can. That was funny. I give you the whole story properly. Episode 22. <laughs> so I remember this. I talked about creating a video for social media. It was a response to a TikTok that someone put up and they were dancing to Sean Paul's Light Glue, I believe it was, which has a lot of dances in there in the middle, especially in the interlude. If you watch the video, it goes through several different dances. Row the boat, signal the plane, many dances. But there was one dance that she got wrong. Uh, she heard it wrong because she heard when he goes parachute, parachute, the words pass shoes, pass shoes. So when she's doing the dance now, instead of actually doing a parachute, in this dance, the parachute is like you put your hands between your legs and you fling them up in the air over your shoulder like you're pulling a parachute string. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird one. I can't explain it. I've got to kind of show you. What she did is instead of doing that, she got a pair of shoes and was trying to pass them around the nightclub. That was the dance. I don't laugh so much at someone trying to do the most and doing the absolute least for a very long time. This year, maybe, because maybe when Teddy Riley did his thing. But it was too funny because it's like she fully meant what she was doing. She really sat there and went, yes, pass the shoes. So I'm going to pass shoes around. Because that's what we'll be doing in Jamaican nightclubs. We, we, we pass shoes all over the place. So we do it at a dance hall rave. We, we, be, we take off our shoes. We pass them around the room. That was a good episode. That was fun. Oh, mate. I put the post up on Facebook. It went viral. She got in contact with me and asked me to remove it. And I did because I'm a nice guy. Because I know that it was also available on Instagram. So it's still out there. Episode 45. We were talking about PPE and how England... Not even England, sorry. UK ordered PPE from Turkey and was surprised when it came here and was fake from Turkey. Fake from Turkey. That was a good episode. Oh, I got a bit of backlash on that from a few people that said you shouldn't be talking about Turkey that way. And I realized it wasn't me talking about Turkey in terms of saying everything in Turkey is fake. It wasn't. The person that replied, all of them had been to Turkey to get clothes or their bum and breast done. And that's why they were upset because I was highlighting the secret that when I put it out there, I think one of them said that one of their friends said, oh, I know now why you went Turkey because you wanted to get your titties done. You wanted breasts, you didn't have none. And now you got some, you went Turkey to get them. And now you're pretending like these were what you had all along. Shut up, man. Just be honest, own it. If you're going to go out there and get some fake bits and pieces, own it. I've got Bredgen, who is a, uh, what, do you, what do I call him, a promoter? He's a promoter for comedy shows. He goes Turkey all the time. He got his hairline in Turkey. He got his clothes in Turkey. And he does not mind letting people know that this is fake. Because he says it feels good, looks good, and I don't mind. I tell people. So do your thing if you're going to do your thing. Don't lie, though. Don't say, oh, no, no, I didn't. I, didn't. I went to Turkey for the holiday. And you come back with new breasts, new bum, and no waistline? Don't. We're not mugs. We're not mugs. Come on now. There are so many great episodes to go through. I feel like you lot should recap by listening to the isolation files from the jump. There are so many good episodes. And I'm so proud that I actually stuck to my guns and said I'm going to do an episode a day for the period of time that we're in lockdown. I did miss a few days and I tried to catch up on some. I made up for some of them. And there's about two, maybe three days across the entire time that I did miss out completely. And I feel bad for that to one degree. But another degree is... People have days off and sometimes you just can't get all the content out there. I'm just happy that I managed to do the most to get as much of No Escaping This podcast out there to you. 
it was difficult to break through the barrier of doing it weekly when we was out of a lockdown because weekly for me was hard when I'm on the road touring or I'm out and about. But now that I can look back and say, well, I did it a daily, weekly is going to be so much easier to create content. So keep looking out for the No Escape in this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I really love you lot for subscribing, liking, and sharing the podcast. Make sure you continue to do that. Let people know about this podcast. It's going to be part of the zeitgeist that when people look back and say, what happened during lockdown? What did you listen to? I would rather that people, just one person, be able to say, well, during lockdown, I got to listen through to Ori Styler's No Escape in this podcast. And you know what? It helped me through. Or it didn't. Whatever it did do, I just, wanted, I just want people to say, yeah, I, got, I listened to it. And that will make me feel better. I'm going to sign out of this one. I feel like I've let you guys know some of the recaps that you need to go and check out for yourself from the isolation files of me doing the No Escape in this podcast. So do that. I'm going to go get myself a bowl of cereal and then I'm going to go to chill watch a bit of a movie and then go to my bed because i am tired after staying up after watching bounty and beanie it's kicking in and catching up with me today thank you again guys this is Ori styler signing out you can check me out on my insta page or my facebook my youtube channel at Ori a-u-r-i-e styler s-t-y-l-a or youtube is Ori styler tv god bless take care i'm signing out of this no escaping this podcast the final one of the daily isolation files and then we go back to the weeklies and for the final time whilst doing this daily I'm out of here. Boom. No escaping this. No escape. No one's ready to deal with us.